Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the PokeCast, where I, Chris, and my friends Dan and Eric continue to follow the journey of Ash Ketchum as he continues to make extremely questionable decisions on his way to becoming a Pokemon Master. In fact, I've officially decided that as we watch the 29th and 30th episode of Ash's Journey, that he will never become a Pokemon Master. Would anybody like I'm... to follow through with that? <laughs> I have decided that his name is no longer Ash Ketchum, but Ash Releasem. <laughs> I mean, that dude might win the Pokemon League, but he ain't, still ain't a Pokemon Master. Oh, God. Yes, so. I grant you the title of champion, but not master. Yes. You may may sit on this Pokemon council, but we do not grant you the title of master. (laughs) That's why we gotta do... I wanna do the miniseries Pokemon Origins, which is only four episodes, because it's literally what Ash should have done. Because in four episodes, Red catches them all. Like, yes, it's an abridged version of the Kanto story, but Red catches them all. Are each of these episodes three hours long? No, they're half hours, but like I said, it's abridged. It shows his journey, but focuses on only a couple of important details. It's a miniseries. And he caught them all. I mean, you don't see him catch them all, but you also don't have to. The point is still taken. It was just a thing that they did, and... Well, yeah. Like we said, uh... He's clearly much better at this than Ash is. So, we're going to, we're going to review on this episode the punchy Pokémon and Sparks Fly for Magnemite. Then we're going to get towards another one of Ash's gym battles next time we bring you the Pokécast. But first, we gotta get through all of this wonderful stuff. So... In the punchy Pokemon, Ash and his friends encounter a Hitmonchan, or what they believe to be a wild Hitmonchan. Isn't this episode starts with like the voiceover guy being like, you know, uh, Ash's friends just got new Pokemon. He hasn't gotten a Pokemon in a while. And I'm like, he just got Primate (laughs) like three episodes ago, like an episode before they got theirs. (laughs) Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. It's like they just got a new one every episode, just because it's been three episodes. Oh, man, just shitting on him. Dude, even the narrator knows he sucks. <laughs> so, he sees the Hitmonchan, and he's like, oh, that's great, I'm going to catch that. Get him, Pikachu! Pikachu's like, fuck that. <laughs> and then Ash... Who apparently is a better boxer than he is a trainer was like I'm gonna show you some moves so you can kick his ass it's like you don't have to like that's that's the other thing like yeah why don't you go uh fight him the way he fights Pikachu yeah not the you way know, you one fight. and a half foot tall brat yeah not the way you fight he even gives him little boxing gloves to go after him with him and he t- teaches him his special move and I'm like, dude, this Groot-looking motherfucker is going to kill you. Right? My favorite part is P- 
Pikachu charges the Hitmonchan, all badass, and then when it cuts back, he's doing the thing where he's just holding it back. Yeah, just doing casually, the hand to the forehead and into the... the forehead, just casually holding him back. And of course, I love Brock. He's just like, so when did Ash become a boxing expert? Just like, man, maybe he did choose the wrong career here. Right? He could have been a boxing coach. And, and then, then a dude shows up. <laughs> Pikachu launches one of the boxing gloves at the Hitmonchan, which is a cheap move. Yeah. And it gets all mad. And all of a sudden, here comes this guy. And he's like, hey! Hitmonchan. Oh, it wasn't a wild Pokemon. Oh, yeah, that's the big observation. Oh, I guess it wasn't wild. And he's that like, realization. He's like, when Pikachu realizes he's going to get his ass handed to him. Oh, yeah, and he does. And the thing just beats him up. And then the guy's just like, I declare Hitmonchan the winner. And it's like, all right, Sylvester Stallone. Bird. <laughs> the guy's name is Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> and his daughter is Rebecca. Yeah. Who she's just like, Daddy, come home. He goes, no. I'm going to be a world I'm champion. I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. I have to be good at something, and it's not being a father. Oof. You are <laughs> correct. <laughs> and so she got, talks to the squad and says, you've got to beat my dad's Pokemon's ass so he'll come back home. <laughs> Spends all you this need, time training. You need to get fighting fighting type Pokemans. And enter the P1 Climax. Oh, uh, yeah, the G1. <laughs> so The should, P1 should we, Grand Prix. Should we explain that to Eric? The, the, uh, the connection, the G1 to the P1? You're the resident yeah, expert probably. there, Dan. Well, P1 Grand Prix was the Pokemon 1. Like, the, the one main Pokemon. Well, G1 Climax... This is the grade one climax. Um, is a yearly round robin tournament put on by New Japan Pro Wrestling, where twenty of their top wrestlers and a few people from around the world that are notable come and fill up the twenty man brackets, and they fight like every other day for a month and a half. It's really good because Japanese wrestling is called strong style, and it's designed to look like. They really are beating the shit out of each other, which they probably are really beating the shit out of each other because they they don't they're not light. We'll put it that way. That's why it's called strong style. In fact, in a, Chris Jericho told the story about how he was facing one of the young boys, which is what they call the rookies over there. And the promoter goes, don't be easy on him. Hit him as hard as you can. And Jericho said, okay, and he literally hit the guy so hard he knocked him out, and he goes, I've never won a wrestling match with an actual knockout before, but he told me to <laughs> to go rough, so I did. <laughs> but that's just it. If you can make it in Japan, you can pretty much make it anywhere in the world. So, yes, so, of course, it's the P1, because that's another thing with Japan, uh, Japanglish, as they call it. Japanglish is 
it's English enough to make sense, but it also doesn't make sense. Well, it's it's kind of like how they hear it in yeah. their L and R issue. So baseball becomes a baseball. A baseball. Yes. And pro wrestling becomes a pro wrestler. Pro wrestler. And baseball magazine lists the wrestling matches. Also, there's there's great stories about like having conversation. Like in Jericho's book, he talks about having conversations with the guys. He's like, they would ask me questions that made sense, but they didn't make sense. Like he'd be like, "Do you like Richie Sambora's hat? Do you like jeans? Do you like rock and roll sex music?" He's like, "These are English words, but but I'm not a, really sure what he's trying to ask me." So we have a moment here that's really funny, right? The whole thing is you have to use a fighting Pokemon to enter the P1. And they're like, you've got a fighting Pokemon, don't you? And Ash is like, yeah, I've got Primeape. And then Brock's like, and I've got Geodude. And I'm like, Rock is weak to fighting. (laughs) I I, I was just like, oh, my God. You were supposed to be the smart one. (laughs) There's a reason why Brock gets eliminated in the first round in, like, seconds. Of course, Team Rocket's like, we should enter that, because then we can eat at the all-you-can-eat buffet. I mean, I understand their motives. I, I 100% understand their motives. Like, well, we gotta get a fighting Pokemon. Like, well, that guy's got one. So we see the, the very tall man from The Simpsons. Are you... <laughs> are you making fun of my appearance when I am driving my automobile? My automobile? No, it's just some big dude in a trench coat, and of course, that's a perfect disguise, so they... Kidnap him and tie him to the toilet. And just take his Hitmonlee. And, just, and Hitmonlee just is none the wiser. And, yeah, and he just goes with them and completely obeys them for the entire tournament. My favorite thing is that the guy's name is Giant. And it's also like they couldn't even think of a gi- They couldn't just be like, and Joe. They call him Giant, which makes... That's like a um, D&D DM was like, oh, and they just take off this guy what's his name his name is giant (laughs) my thing is is he dead because they tied him to the toilet and left him there and we don't know whatever if he's ever seen after that so (laughs) yeah i mean we're talking about a huge arena like that depends where right because there's there's places where no one ever goes there because there's no reason to go there exactly and don't get used to any of these characters, because you'll never see any of them again. Yeah, because they're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the arena, the arena imploded after they win. <laughs> one of them might be, I suppose. <laughs> so the first match is Machop versus Primate. And of course, Primate doesn't listen to Ash, so it starts getting its ass kicked. But the big moment is that Ash runs They're to try to the, catch it. A seismic toss, and he's like, no! Yeah. <laughs> they runs to catch it, and he's just like, are you okay? Even though it landed on him. And that's that's the moment where Primeape decides that Ash is okay. And somehow uses Scratch as an offensive move that does damage. So, I mean, Great. And then Mega Kick, and Machop wins. Or uh, Machop is defeated. 
Primeape wins. And Ash advances to the next round. Oh, by the way, who's that Pokemon? Yeah, who is that Pokemon? I'm going to assume it's Hitmonchan. Correct. Okay. You, you had a 50-50 shot of getting that right. Yeah. I was just like, well, Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, or Machop. So, of course, what's kind of fun is the, the version I'm playing, the Ultraviolet hack, makes it so that you get everything in the game, right? So you don't have to choose between your fossils. You don't have to choose which fighting Pokemon you get. You're allowed to pretty much take everything. So you can eventually have every single Pokemon in the game if you work towards it. And that's part of the goal of the stream is I'm going to complete the Pokedex in any way possible. Even, like, the other thing with the hack is you can evolve the stuff that you normally would need to trade for. So Gollum, Machamp, Gengar, and Alakazam, I can get all that without having to trade. And you can also get other stuff in the wild, like they hacked in wild Bulbasaur and Squirtle in places so I can get them. And I'm like, that's a really cool hack. This is going to be fun. You know that Geodude is a fighting type in the card game. Yes, because it has to be because there's no other... There's only like seven types in the card game, so... They had to give it something. But here's what's funny about this. Despite the fact that I will be able to obtain both Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan, I won't be using either of them. So, they're just there to fill up my Pokedex. And then they're gonna just sit and wait. I mean, there's a lot of Pokemon you do that for, right? Like, once I get Farfetch'd, I'm done. Like, cool, I got it! Once I get Porygon, <laughs> I got it! Let me just say... Turning Farfetch'd into Surfetch is the most bullshit thing that Pokemon has ever made me do. Don't you have to, like, do something with the Switch and twist it or something? Nope. You have to land three critical hits in a row in a f in one fight. With the Farfetch. With the Farfetch and level up from it. Oh, and is... level up from it? Hold shit. And... Right? Right? Oh, that is some pull. So you try to do it. No, because you have to level up from it the third time, right? So you can't critical a fight and then level up and then do two more criticals. Yeah, I have no I have no fucking clue. The only thing that I can think of is like you get a, a weak ass fucking far fetch. Land three criticals somehow, not die, switch out to a more powerful Pokemon, and knock out whatever the fuck you were trying to fight. And that means like you're gonna you're gonna like go back to the beginning of the game and go to a grassy area where you know a certain type that it's good against is there. You're like just outside of Pallet Town again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, base, basically, yeah. It's an easy way to do it. <laughs> It, you have to use one of those multi-hit attacks, and then if one of them crits, they all crit or something like that. Ah, oh, yeah. And, just, and hopefully you get three crits out of that. But even then, you still have to, like, level up from it. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you that that is simple. Yeah. The other one where you're, like, you're holding it upside down, that's fine. It's whatever. As long as you know when to hold it upside down. Yeah, because isn't there, like, like 400 or something different patterns you can get out of that? Because of different ways you can hold it? It's, I, it's ridiculous. I, I it's I a later-gen Pokemon, but I have no idea. So you, um, like, turn your, 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 turn your 
DS or whatever upside down. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> You, you do the Konami code, and all of a sudden, one of them turns into a like a, an actual Contra or something. You, you sacrifice <laughs> one of your your firstborn and to the sun. Oh no! I, one of my favorite is like um, I think it was Cracked Magazine, like in the nineties. They were like Doom secret codes for Doom, and it was like if you hit this button, this button, this button, and your brother's head. <laughs> it was not like a picture of the kid of the kid like crumped in front of the keyboard with all of his fingers hitting different buttons on the keyboard and kicking his brother in the face. Yeah, that code didn't work. <laughs> it unlocked the game being taken away from you for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so it's Geodude versus Hitmonlee, and Brock's all like, Rebecca, don't worry, everything's under control, and Hitmonlee hits it with one kick and knocks it right out of the ring. Yeah. Because Rock-type. Because Rock-type. And then he's just like, Geodude, get back in there, and Hitmonlee starts destroying it, and that's when Anthony shows up, he goes, if you're a real man, you know when to throw in the towel. So he does, he throws in the towel so his Geodude doesn't get destroyed. Yeah, he did, like the fight tomorrow thing, and I'm like, this isn't this is one and done. This isn't an actual like round robin, dude. Yeah. So we see some of the other stuff that's in there. There's a Machoke, there's a Machamp, there's a Polyrath. Yeah, by the way, most of these, this is the first time they're on the show. Yep. This is basically an introduction to a lot of these fighting types here. Ash gets to go to the finals, and then the other match is gonna be the Hitmonchan versus Hitmon Lee. So, of course, Team Rocket's like, we need to cheat to do this. And Meowth sticks glue up through the ring, so Hitmonchan gets stuck. And Hitmonlee gets ready to finish it off, and somehow, Hitmonlee's kick is so slow that Rebecca's able to get into the ring to block it, and Anthony's able to react to that and get into the ring to block her. And like he's like, all right, all right, I get it. Your mother's worried about me. Let's go home. Ash, you win this. So, but is that when they? Oh yeah, that's when they reveal that who Giant really is, and they try to do the motto. But the whole time Jesse's been sitting on James's shoulders, and she must be really fat because he can't hold it, or he's really weak. Well, I mean, if she's been on his shoulders for like. Five hours. The whole, time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking time. First off, James is a lot stronger <laughs> than he led. Because I, I think a full-grown person on my shoulders, 30 minutes tops. Tops before I fucking collapse. Yeah, and it's only because they're on my shoulders. I think I think 30 would be appropriate. Uh, seconds for me, but I'm just saying. Well, All right, we're talking we're about lifting and not sex, okay? Oh, 30 seconds being awfully generous. Two minutes in heaven is better than one minute in heaven. <laughs> you know, they I thought it was going to last a while. Well, we have different definitions of what a while is. <laughs> so it's time for the championship round. Primeape versus Hitmonlee, which is actually a pretty cool battle. And of course, Meowth uh, has a bomb. 
under the ring. It's going to blow up when when Hitmonlee jumps up. Hitmonlee's going to jump up to the top rope to hit a flying elbow drop like Macho Man Randy Savage. Yep. And, and they're going to blow up. They're, they're going like to blow it up, up, but it doesn't work. Because Pikachu... Yeah, Pikachu saw Meowth come out from under the ring, so he went and sabotaged it. And then he even hands it to him. Oh, that's the, the best part. Explode. <laughs> He's like, oh, is you this know, for bitch. me? Thanks. <laughs> and then and then it shocks them and explodes them out of the arena. Team, Bl- Team Rocket blasts off again. Team Rocket dies again. And of course, Primeape is the winner. He gets the big championship belt, and then we see (laughs) freaking Ash saying goodbye to him when he's just like, yeah, you should leave your primate with Anthony. I'll make him a real champion. And Ash is like, okay. Bring it with with me, Pally. Bring it with me, Pally. And so he's like, wait, he already won the P1. What are you going to do to make him better? I know gonna be a real champ if he stays with me you know what that was that was a coup because he knew the primate was kick-ass and he talked ash into giving it up because he knows ash is an idiot so he's like now i get to spend time at home and i have a better pokemon to win next year that's like you going up to somebody who's got a charizard card and like hey i'll trade you my sandshrew card for that charizard card and they don't fucking know any better (laughs) and they fucking do it Mm -hmm. except in this case, there's no card. You just said, give me the fucking Charizard. And he did it. <laughs> well, I mean, you gave him a primate. And the Charizard. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky for Ash, he keeps the Charizard. For now, at least. <sighs> Freaking A. So, just a quick, fun trivia question about Anthony. His Japanese name is Anoki. Uh-huh. And that was done intentionally as a reference to famous Japanese professional wrestler Antonio Inoki. Did you know that he quotes the song You Gotta Be by Desiree? Remember that song? I don't remember that song. It was like, you gotta be cool, you gotta be calm, you gotta be wiser. Oh. Yes. You gotta be tough, you gotta that be That song. Okay. I didn't know it by name, but I knew, recognized the lyrics. Oh yeah, speaking of speaking of songs that we pulled out of nowhere, I'm the scat man. On the last nerd table. Yeah. Uh, I was watching it. Okay. Earlier, so I was like, "This should start become with. just radio hosts." We always come up with songs anyway. We should. Now at least we can play it. Right? Anybody out there listening? Just saying? Okay, cool. So, I mean, yeah. Anybody out there willing to just sell us an hour or two hours of time? So I like this episode because it does showcase fighting-type Pokemon for the first time. But I don't like this episode because, really, of all the Pokemon you were going to give up, Ash, you gave up the Prime. The one, he also, the one he just got also, yeah. So he's back down to five. And the best part is... The best part is... 
He catches another one, but he still gives it to Professor Oak, which is hysterical. Well, that's our next well, episode. That one's, that, that one's fair. I can't. That one's funnier. That has an ending of the episode that's hilarious because. Yes. So let's talk about Sparkfly Sparks. for Magnemite. And the the uh, subtext of this episode is very interesting. Very strange episode. Since Dan is the one who likes to, to say the word, I will let him say it when we get to it. I'm still practicing my non-swear radio voice, but Dan doesn't want to practice that. So I'm going to let him blurt it out. You know what I'm going to set oh, you up for. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm setting you up is for. It a, is it a funny word? Yeah. No, I'm just going to say the F word. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be the context that'll be funny. So, they arrive in this I'm place. Just, I'm just always like, I'm willing, I'm willing to say it, you know? Like, if we're if we're actually in contention for a radio show, I can play it clean. But as, like, with our last show, on the last third table, you guys were dancing around it. And I was like, I'll say it. <laughs> Sometimes it's funnier if you don't say it. And then other times it's hysterical if you just blurt it out like that. So yeah, Gringy City is the location of the next episode. It's this factory warehouse town that just sucks. Very few but it's people like, live not there. even actors like not like two places are active in the entire city. Yeah, the power grid and the Pokemon Center. And Which... the Pokemon Center sucks. <laughs> The, po- uh, the the nurse joy there sucks. Yeah, dude, it's been like nurse melancholy or something. <laughs> but I yeah. guess I mean it's like living in mm, living in Michigan, where all the ways you made money no longer exist for twenty years. Damn, the truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and hey. all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, life sucks. Everything. Everything is fucked. Can we confirm. No the factories. What do we do now? How about we just sell marijuana? Great idea. <laughs> so yeah, they're yeah, in this town where there is jobs, and then everyone else. So they're in this town, and all of a sudden, Pikachu starts acting sick. Yeah, man. He's he's got a cold. He's got a cold. That's what he's basically told. Jesse and James are in the sewer, and they're like, protect the world from, ugh, this smells. And, and he's me- like, why don't you put on your suits? I told you about the suits. Yeah, it pumps in oxygen and fresh air freshener. He's like, now nah, what you're going to do is you're going to... When they first showed that place and I like looked at all that stuff, it reminded me of the industrial zone that's between uh, New York and New Jersey. Yeah, okay. it's just... Warehouse after warehouse after warehouse and the factories put in every yeah. third and then, or fourth. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere down there is where Ickes Crum and Oblina go to school. That's right. Do you know that? You guys know that stat, right? That Our Real Monsters takes place before. in Newark? Yeah, Although I've, told me before. I've also heard it takes place in Staten Island, and I would also believe that. <laughs> Just saying, so... So, yeah, of course, Jesse and James are going to swim in through the sewer to sneak into the Pokemon Center. 
And then when they refuse to get into the water, Meowth shocks them. Meanwhile, he's in like this little this little bubble fortress that he's got going on there. Yeah. So at the Pokemon Center, they find a really crappy Nurse Joy. Yep. And she just kind of yawns. It's got a cold. Like what the? F- it's you can see that the sparks are coming out of its cheeks. That's an early symptom of it being cold. Having yeah. cold. Just or leave it here. It'll be fucking fine. fine. As opposed, yeah, fine. she'll be fine. Your Pokemon will be fine. As opposed to all these thousand other Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, all these Pokemon are in intensive care. And then the power goes out because Grimers friggin' block the water flow to the hydroelectric plant. Right. Which means Team Rocket Scoop equipment goes out and they almost die. Which is funny. Because out of all of the reasons that they would die, that would be it. They they drown. They they can survive <laughs> they can survive falls and being blasted into practically into outer space. But no, it's it's water that does them in. Now, you know what's going to happen? They're going to... Jesse and James are both going to live to be 110 each. And they're going to well, die... Every, every moment of it was on the verge of a heart attack. <laughs> yep. They're going to die of... They're going to die of natural causes, but it's just going to be like... Yeah. So, of course, when the power goes out, Ash is like, well, we must do something about this. Yeah, so they're going to send this kid and these two other Pokemon people to just take care of the power crisis in the town. Of course. And then for some reason... They know how to work the hydroelectric power plant. And then for some reason, Pikachu is freaking out that they're going to leave him behind. And we see that there's something watching Pikachu from the the bushes. Someone's masturbating in the bushes. There's nobody at this power plant, though. And Misty's freaking out because she swears something's following them. (laughs) And Ash is like, oh, you're just a coward. And then Brock's just like, oh, there's something behind you, Ash. He's like, nope, nothing there. But then it goes after Pikachu. And... And who's that Pokemon? It's a Magmanite. It's Magnemite. Who's in love with Pikachu? So, so the idea we find out later is this town is so fucked that Pokemon are becoming magnetically charged. Yup. Which, by the way, that just screams like, if you live in that town, you're gonna get cancer. Yep. (laughs) Don't you mean used... like you worked at the old Abestus mines? So those old those uh, control room attendants that we meet in this episode, uh, they dead now. Uh, yeah, so of course, they're just like, why is this Magnemite infatuated with Pikachu? And they're like, oh, well, I mean, obviously it's like it's in love, it's blushing. It's because they're literally attracted to each other. Get it? Literally. 
Just like you know, mag like magnet stuff. I don't know. Chris, mag- magnets. How do they work? Magic. <laughs> and then here comes the nasty smell, and it's a bunch of Grimers, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, let's not insult their pride." <laughs> so Misty's like, "Yeah, you guys stink." And then a muck shows up and commands the Grimers to attack. So then they run into the plant workers and then they all hide in the control room. And the Grimer are just barricading the door and basically turning into sludge as they do it. It's bam, bam, bam. They're like, yeah, if the Grimer are clogging up the intake valve... So what are we going to do about this? I know, Pikachu, Thundershock. But it's not enough until Magnemite comes in with the cavalry. Brings, oh, in, brings in a ton of Magneton. And they shock all the Grimer out of there, except for a single muck. Which has the weirdest dub edit ever, but we'll get to that when we get to the dub edit part. So it's like, so what are we going to do? Hit it with Thundershock. Magnemite assists. And the muck is unconscious, so Ash manages to catch it. And Ash gets a brand new Pokemon on his team. So he he, he lost the Primeape, gained a muck. Okay. Not a good trade-off. I mean, it is a secondary form of a strong Pokemon of its specific type, so not the worst. Yeah, but of a stinky doo-doo type. Because the smell goes through the fucking ball. <laughs> but it's okay, because Pikachu at this point is just like, you know what, Magnemite? You're all right. I'll let you fuck me. But now Magnemite's no longer interested. Yep. Because <laughs> you if, lost your electrical charge. <laughs> if the electric mass builds up too much electricity, it body becomes magnetized, and it seems like it has a cold. And now Magnemite is no longer attracted to it. Dan, what did Magnemite want from Pikachu? Well, I mean, Magnemite wanted to fuck. <laughs> I think Magnemite wanted to evolve with Pikachu. If you know what I mean. <laughs> and then the funniest ending for Team Rocket ever is they show up with a giant magnet. And they're like, let's get Pikachu. And instead, <laughs> they end up with all of the Magnetite, Magnemites and Magnetons in the city. And then they got fucked. <laughs> and then, of course, they do their little environmental message. The Grimer means that you guys need to clean up your act. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we will. And Nurse Joy's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be better. At not and so is Officer Jennings. Officer Jennings kind of sucked, too. So. Yeah, everybody in the city pretty much sucked is what it boils down to. Officer Jenny, I can't really blame her. There was nobody to protect. Everybody fucking left. Besides these th- these three night crewmen. Yeah, <laughs> who just... <laughs> Here's the other thing. If, if Grimer clogging up your system is an issue, then why don't you A, capture some of them, or B, get a Pokemon to battle them so this doesn't happen again? Or just get some new water Pokemon and have them create new, new, new clean water and dilute the nastiness. But the ending is the best part. But as you may notice, there's 
two minutes left in the episode, and there's only and they need a minute and a half for the song, so there's like thirty seconds there still. <laughs> and it's Professor Oak just enjoying himself as how and he's like, you know, I haven't gotten a Pokemon from Ash in a while. I wonder what he's sending me. <laughs> Ooh, what is that smell? Haha, <laughs> 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 get shit on. And then the muck. That starts an, a long-running joke of Muck being, like, super attached to Professor Oak and always jumping on him. Yep. Which is really, really funny, by the way. <laughs> so, the one thing I can never figure out about this episode is an adult Muck and its child. I've never figured that one out because there was only one muck. So the the thing makes absolutely no sense when they go an adult muck and its child. First of all, the child would be a grimer. It wouldn't just be a smaller muck. And second of all, there wasn't any mucks left. And I have absolutely no idea where they came up with that or how that works. It wasn't but, even in the Japanese version. That shit was made up for America. Yeah, it was made up for America made, and it made no sense. That's always the issue I've had with the uh, this episode. By the way, I have some trivia about the uh, the two control room guys. They actually have names. Yep. They Mark are Philip and Dan. Dick and Dick. Philip and Dick. Yep. You're gonna fill up on some dick because the Japanese title is a reference to the sci-fi novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Yes. The Japanese title of this episode is Do Coil Dream of Electric Mice? Coil being Magnemite, right? And the author of that story is Philip K. Dick. So these guys have names. You just never hear them. But yes, they Philip and Dick. That's important trivia, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because in canon, there's a guy named Dick. Richard. Richard. What a dick. See, now now I'm just saying dick loudly into my microphone and watching my audio levels to see how close I can get to the red by yelling dick. By the way, the picture on Bulbapedia of that, it looks like he's coming. Uh, yeah, it does. So, <clears throat> we'll, uh... Yeah... Good God. <laughs> yeah, I can't unsee that now, so thanks for that. Yeah, and now it's at the bottom of our chat, so you're going to oh, have to bury God. it. <laughs> Great. Oh, God. Great. Great. <laughs> well, next time on <laughs> PokeCast, we're going to review Dig Those Diglet, which will be an introduction to the Pokemon Diglet. This also has a very important moment in the series regarding Pokemon in it. And then we're going to do the Ninja Poke Showdown, which will be Ash's journey to get a soul badge as he faces Gym Leader Koga. Is he a jive soul, bro? Is not. Will Ash win another badge in a legitimate fashion? Also. Also, Koga looks like Vegeta, slightly. If you actually look at his design, he's got that... 
because he, he's got the spiked hair and he's got a very kind of slanted, pointed face. He has a very similar Vegeta-style design. I'm just like, yeah, Koga, I think, is a Saiyan. He's also the most Japanese of all these Japanese people that we've met on this show. He's like even Naruto run. Yeah, he is. He's doing the Naruto run in some of his pictures, too. So, yeah, that's that's coming up here. Uh, Dig those diglet. The Ninja Poke Showdown as we are moving towards. What we're getting now is we're starting to get, we're getting into a couple of filler episodes here where we're getting um, Pokemon for the sake of putting them in the anime. Now, in a couple weeks, we're going to review the Japanese episode, The Legend of Dratini, which does not have an American dub because a guy points a gun directly in Ash's face. Now, recall, if you will, that one time during the Squirtle Squad episode, Ash actually had several guns drawn on him at once. But the only way we're going to be able to watch this episode is to watch the subtitle version of it, which does exist on the internet, so we will watch it and we will review it to keep a continuity. And then a couple episodes after that, we're going to review Electric Soldier Porygon, which only exists on the internet in a dubbed form, and that's the infamous episode. Wait, I'm going to have an epileptic seizure in a couple weeks here? No, they, that, that clip actually doesn't exist anymore. They've, they've actually since cut it. But Well, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, see, <laughs> we'll see. And that will be the end of some of us. <laughs> Only or, the strong will make next it. Next time, it will just be the Pokecast with Chris and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Only the strong will survive that episode. <laughs> But then after that, I don't think we there's any other missing episodes for a really long time. Like, I know that uh, Holiday Hijinks comes right after that, and that was shown out of order. And so was Snow Way Out, because they saved that to make them, like, Christmas-themed episodes. And then the, uh, the whole Jinx controversy happened. But we're going to be reviewing these in the order that they were intended. That's the whole point of doing this. The order that they were intended to be viewed. But other than that, the only other episode I know of, there was an an episode with heavy earthquakes that never even aired in Japan because it happened right around the time of an earthquake tragedy. So as far as I know, that episode never aired. So that one we probably won't be able to review at all because it just doesn't exist. But we'll see where we get to that. We'll see as we get to it, because, again, we have quite a while to go here before we get to where we need to get to. But, yeah, uh, we are continuing to make our progress through Ash's journey, and we thank you guys for tuning in. Check out uh, all the great shows on CKCC Radio at ckccradio.com for patron content. Become a patron at patron.com slash clubkfabe. And subscribe to us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ckccconline, where I am currently playing Pokemon Ultraviolet, a ROM hack of Fire Red, where you can catch them all. And I'm going to beat the game and complete the Pokedex in that stream. Uh, I've only done two sessions so far, but I am up to Mount Moon. And the other side of that will be the battle with Misty, and then we just continue on from there. 
Uh, Dan's been playing a version of Fire Red. Uh, and did you? What did you name your rival? By the way, we both named our rivals Eric. Oh uh, yeah, we both have Eric as our rival. So watch Eric what be a the fuck guys. <laughs> watch Eric be a dick. <laughs> sorry, Eric. Not sorry. But here's the thing: I already named my rival Dan in my uh, Nintendo DS copy of. Pokemon Soul Silver. So, I can't just name them both, Dan. So I picked Eric, but I forgot that we also had Dan do that when he started the game. That's fine. I guess I'm the bad guy of the group. Eric, I thought that was reserved for Dan. And then Eric starts playing a stream, and his rival's name is Daniel Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> yeah, how's it feel now, assholes? Daniel Christopher Oak. Also, what's really funny about this stream is the only time I've ever played Pokemon and lost in Professor Oak's place because he stupidly got a critical hit in on me and drained all of my hit points. And I was just like, well, that sucks. Did you just wake up at home at that point? Like, what happens then? Oh, no, you just, you just cut back... He just cut back and Professor Oak's like, yeah, so just so you know, uh, when you lose a battle, you have to pay the money, but I'll cover your fee for this time. But next time you won't be so lucky. But what sucks is that usually when you beat your rival, you get enough XP to level up to level six immediately, and that didn't happen. So I had to grind a little bit. But then I hit level six, like, after killing two wild Pokemon on my way to do the errand for Professor Oak. So it really wasn't that bad. My favorite thing about the stream was that I pulled out Charmander to take on Geodude because it has that Metal Claw. So I was able to run through Brock's Geodude. And then after that, I was going to focus on... I, I brought out Pikachu, who can't do anything offensive to Onix, but I kept hitting him with stat changes, so Onix's attack and defense got hit. Oh, I heard him use a slur against Onix. It was very offensive. I did? Pikachu did. Oh, did a, a, a slur against Onix. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Very offensive. So, I pulled Pikachu out, and I forgot who I sent in after that, but I did enough damage that I sent out my Metapod and just hit Tackle until Onyx was dead, and I was able to get my Butterfree as a direct result of Metapod taking down Onyx. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. It was a it was a good time. But I, uh, all the trainer battles helped me out here. I got a Nidoran, and I think I did get a Jigglypuff before I ended the stream. So I went to Mount Moon and started collecting stuff in there. I think I got a Zubat and a Geodude. And I think I ran into a Paris, but I think I accidentally knocked it out. So we'll, we'll just resume the catching them all when we get there. But the plan, of course, is going to be to get through the game with as many of these Pokemon as I can, leveling them up along the way. And then when I get to the point where there's, like, a place where I can really go after strong Pokemon, then I'm going to start pulling out, like, the level, like, the, the weak ones I've got stowed away in the box. I'll pull one out and be like, like, I'll pull out Weedle, right? And I'll be like, okay, Weedle, get out there in front of, like, a level 30-something. All right, Weedle, return. Pull somebody else out, do all the damage, and then the shared XP will probably get Weedle up a couple levels. Yeah. That's really the best way to do it. Just got to hold out until you can. 
I mean, some of them are easy, right? Like, Jigglypuff, you just have to catch it, and then when I have access to extra Moonstones, I can evolve it. It's like, oh, Jigglypuff evolves with the Moonstone. Well, great, I've got a Moonstone, so evolve. Clefairy, evolve, and now they're good. I've got them in the decks. I don't need to worry about them anymore if I don't plan on using them. So, it's all all about the ways to do it, guys. The only thing I'm not sure if this game is going to let me do is capture Eevees. I think you can win Eevees in the casino, so you can get all three Eevee types, but I don't remember how Gen 1 did Eevees. But we'll figure that out. So yeah, you guys can watch watch me uh, on that stream. Uh, I've been trying to keep that going. You can follow follow us on Twitch. That's really the best way to do it. I'm using the Video Mealy Gaming Emporium page to get the get people to subscribe to the Twitch, but eventually I'm not going to stream on Facebook anymore. I'm using that to tell people... Hey, go watch me on Twitch if you want to you wanna chat. And I'm only streaming it to YouTube as well because then I can just upload it directly. It's already uploaded because I already streamed it. I probably won't change that either because I do want to get our YouTube numbers up. So we shall see. All right. All my plugs are done. Anybody else want to do some plugs? I got nothing right now. I'm super hungry, so that's the only thing that sounds like <laughs> You can listen to us on the Nerd Table every single weekend. Our one-year anniversary show coming up. We're going to attempt to do another one of those live. So enjoy that. Yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next time for another PokeCast. Take care. See ya.